Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Inshallah, in each episode, our goal is to bring you ideas related to all things, the psychology of human habits and how they make us or break us. And more importantly, how to break the bad habits that hold you back and make good ones for successful changes so that you can become healthier happier smarter wiser stronger and the best or greatest version of yourself inshallah one habit at a time starting with you and me today thank you for listening enjoy the podcast أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة وسلام على رسول الله رب اشرح لي الصدر ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قول أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين all praise and all thanks due to Allah hi everyone I hope you're all good and well in good health and iman inshallah and inshallah in today's episode and we are still continuing with our journey and to discover and to explore the inner workings of our mind and to try to get a better understanding and of the nature of human thought. So we are still tackling the slippery subject of human thought to see how our mindsets are formed and how to change it, how our mindset and motivation influences our willingness and ability to change. And like I said, I've been interested for a while in the key role our thoughts play in every aspect of our mental life, the relationship between the dynamic relationship between thoughts, feeling and behavior and from the from the lens of habit formation, like how habits are formed, like how habits of the mind, habits of the heart, habit of the soul and habits of the body are formed, right? So inshallah and I've already shared with you in the first part and the second part of what I call the seven parts of the mental technology of thinking where I divided human thought into seven elements and like I said or seven parts of the mental technology I've already shared the first part and the second part last week language and words so today we're going to continue in with the third part or the third element of thought or what I call the third part of the mental technology of thinking which is feelings or emotion which is the most powerful you know psychological thought process that influences our behavior so i'm assuming that you've already watched the first two so while we do inshallah we're just gonna get straight into the third one assuming that you've already known first part and the second part inshallah so inshallah without any further ado we'll get straight into the today's episode which is and i'll be sharing with you what i call the third part of the mental technology of thinking which is emotion of feelings and you know when it comes to making successful positive lasting meaningful changes or smart changes or any success at anything like i told you before in all walks of life the most successful people are the ones who make consistent smart decisions and choices so this begs the question how do you make smart and wise and happier choices right when it turns out it's not knowledge it's not information it's not intelligence and it's not experience turns out the most important skill is emotional intelligence which they define the ability to manage or regulate your emotions and to be able to relate to others because as a human person we are always we are literally subject to a constant stream of positive and negative thoughts and feelings and like i mentioned last week thoughts and feelings are like heads and tails they stir each other up 
or thinking and feeling are like a and have a chicken and egg relationship. It's hard to tease apart which one comes first. So this is why it makes sense that it's so important that we learn how to uh, master and deal with our emotions so that we can run our brain and use our mind power in a beneficial way instead of it in a negative or unhelpful way. But unfortunately, research shows so many of us are controlled by our emotions and that we we're not we are not skilled at noticing or spotting them or using them to our benefit. But instead, we let them control. And that should not surprise you because remember in the first episode when I told you my own life story, I said, in if you think about the biggest killers and causes of diseases and illnesses are all well, bad habits, self-defeating behaviors or negative addictive lifestyle choices. And when you look deep into it, you say why? And you realize that because most of those bad habits, self-defeating behaviors or negative addictive lifestyle choices are all what they all give you, what they all have in common is they all give us immediate pleasure. As human beings, we are wired, literally hardwired to one immediate pleasure. So we're always giving in. And that's why I tell a story of, there was a legendary tale of a beautiful Somalian girl and a Somalian thief. And I contrast those two. For example, in legend has it, there was this beautiful Somalian girl. She unfortunately fell into a hard, difficult situation. And then she got into the habit of begging, like going around begging. Also, as we say in Somali, we do a century thing. So after years and years of this habit of begging, one day some guy spotted her and, you know, as we say, love at first sight. He must have fancied the lady, the sister. So anyway, he goes up to her and he asked her, well, I'm in school, so now can we marry each other after, you know, charming his way to her heart, I suppose. (laughs) Anyway, make a long story short, she said yes. So a while later, when they got married, she suddenly, I'm assuming sometime after the honeymoon period, she, she sometime later, unfortunately, got this urge and craving to go begging. Even though, look, there was no need now. But because this habit was embed, deeply embedded into her and ingrained into her, she just had this urge to go begging. But she was smart because she, they say that, you know, and to make good decisions, choices, it requires using like self-awareness, self-knowledge, in self-understanding and emotional and emotional awareness and self-mastery because even though she's got this urge mighty powerful urge to go and do her usual habit and tendency she fought it she fought back so she said to herself and she fought and she thought you know what there's no need for you to go begging now because look you've got a husband you've got a house you've got everything but the urge was not calming down. So the legend has it, she started doing a ritual and routine inside the house. <laughs> Meaning she go around inside the house doing the routine. Like, oh, somebody please give me this, give me that. Whatever she used to do. But then, so she basically replaced her routine instead of her going out there. Because she thought about the consequences of, look, if she goes out there begging while there's no need, the embarrassment and the shame she will bring on to herself even though this was a powerful emotion, right? She fought it. And then one day, legend has her husband comes back and then he's, he catches her. You know, like, she's doing a routine. Like, oh, somebody please give me. So he, he catches her doing that. He catches her in the act. So he says, what's happening, Walala? What's happening, my sister? And then she goes, listen, listen, Walala. I've been doing this, you know, years and years before I met you. So I've got this urge and craving and impulse to go out and beg but 
I thought it back, so I thought I might as well do my routine and behaviour and ritual inside the house until the uh, the urge starts fading away. <laughs> so, so you just told her to go, alright, just gradually decrease it. But now, contrast the beautiful Somalian girl who used to go and begging with the Somalian thief. My mum told me this story. It's a legendary tale of a story in Aden, in, in Aden. In Yemen, yeah, um, there was a Somali guy who had, unfortunately, who had the habit of stealing stuff. So he got into the habit of stealing things from a young age. Now he was working in Yemen in Aden, and then he got a job, and then of course he started stealing from his workplace. Then one day he got caught, and they said to him, "Look, what are you doing?" And then you know you could imagine the embarrassment and the shame, right, and the reputation and losing his face. But they said, "Look, give you a chance. Don't ever do that again." Anyway. Sometime later, of course, it's a habit. And you know what they say? Bad habits die hard. He started stealing again. They caught him. So they said to him, look, this is the second time you've done this. Why can't you just stop? And then he said, listen, if I don't steal something, in Somali he says, so he's saying his hand or arm gets an urge or a craving because he's got so used to it. And this is understandable because even the people who smoke, they get the urge to put something in their mouth. This is because, remember, thoughts, feeling, happy, they're all interconnected together, right? So whatever thing you think, everything you feel, who you are, how you react, and how you get along with with, with other people, it's all what? It's all because of the results of habit, because of the habitual pattern of behavior, like habitual pattern of thinking, because thoughts, feeling, and, and behavior, and action are all, you know, interconnected, right? So contrast those two. The beautiful Somalian girl, she used good self-awareness and emotional intelligence and emotional awareness and like self, self-mastery. Compare that to our other Somalian brother, the Somalian thief. He got into the habit of stealing. He lost his reputation. He lost his job and look. And the sharaf, as we say, his honor. All because he could not stop that habit. So that's why I'm saying now that's desire and giving into, you know, desire, ease and laziness. But now let's contrast this with even negative emotions like fear. When you think about it, another and another deadly or intensive emotion, negative emotion that can stop us is not just desire to give into immediate pleasure, but it's also fear. And there's a quote attributed to Nelson Mandela, and I've seen it attributed to other people as well, but we'll just give it to Nelson Mandela for now. He says, a quote, our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light and not our darkness that most frighten us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant or, or, or just talented or fabulous? So that's what I'm saying. Another emotion that can also stop us is fear. And fear is mainly from Shaydan. Because and I always tell a story of a boxer. And there was a boxer, he agreed to fight. And his opponent in London. So he's from Scotland. So he struggled a few days before the fight. He traveled from in Scotland to London. So he caught the train. And then on his way on the train, when he was at Birmingham, halfway on the journey, he turned back. And then a few days later, he wrote a letter to his opponent. And he said to him, and sorry, I'm not coming because you beat me in Birmingham. <laughs> so when I that story, I tell it because look, he played the mental movie of what was going to happen or what that opponent was going to do and then obviously about, inshallah next week's episode we'll talk about picture and imagery which we're thinking we'll go deeper into that so he started playing a movie of him getting beaten up and in images and the words and the thoughts they folk right because like I said 
thoughts and feelings are like a heads and tails so they stir each other up right so he ended up returning back he didn't give in we're also giving to that and and that's all from shaitan as well so we have to learn that but the most important why the heart is really and emotions are important of course is because feeling the human heart is the center of our experience right it's where we perceive it's where we interpret it's where we are always like you know we are in this constant constant stream of thoughts and feelings when you think about like what are we thinking when we and think or when we perceive the world is our interpretation there's seven billions of us right we don't all see things the same way because of obviously our experience our genetic and our knowledge and all the different ways that we we perceive the world is because of our interpretation so we're always interpreting things so this is why it's important that as a muslim you have to become aware and realize that the human heart is the center of our experience and is the engine the human person because that's where our motivation and our intention come and there's a hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam or saying of our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam where he said in the body there's a piece of flesh if that piece of flesh is good then the rest of the body is good if that piece of flesh is crap then the rest of the body is crap is bad so he said and that piece of flesh is the heart and that's why we're saying as muslims like we have to try to increase because we also mentioned before that emotions fluctuate right the law of emotion they go up and down so you know our love the love and the fee and the hope we have for Allah they can all fluctuate they can go high if we do good spiritual you know and good spiritual habits and deeds if we stop doing them then of course our iman our love our fear our hope just goes down just like in a marriage if you increase the activities that can increase the happiness of your marriage and love then if you do that if you build good habits relationship habits then things will work out right if you stop doing those activities and habits which can enhance your marriage the happiness and the love then you're going to be running you know it fluctuates it decreases it fades away and you end up running on empty tank <laughs> as my brother that man would say empty battery or empty in tank and that's not a good thing and that's why it's so important that's why the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam what was his number one habit because he knew the human house always constantly you know we're always constantly going in out of different mental and emotional state what was his number one habit and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say and ya muqallib alqulub thabit qalbi ala din oh allah the change of heart keep my heart steadfast and content on your religion and he also used to say a prophet sallallahu asking allah you know from laziness cowardness miseryness and being overpowered by men in debt all those things you know because those you know when you think about like we said the human heart is the center of our experience you know if you're in debt if you're laziness if you're feeling misery despair you know coward fear cowardness we just talked about fear all those things of course will affect will affect if you feel shame if you feel guilt constant nagging feelings all those things would obviously do damage to our body and to our mind right and this can cause you know a confused lost scared chronic anxiety despair and all those negative things which reminds me they say in talking about like the center of our experience they say there's five levels of self talk the first level of self talk is like when you is negative when you be hating yourself or like those things i mentioned like if you are you know anxious confused lost 
despair or you're always like berating yourself I'm an idiot I'm stupid why did I do that and all that sort of thing and they say the second level of self-talk or the inner experience is like when you say I should be praying I should be exercising I should quit smoking you always they say you're a shoot head you always I should I should I should read I should go to bed early I should get married you become like a shoot head, they say. <laughs> shoot head. No, I'm not, what, I'm not saying what you think. I'm just saying shoot head, right? And the third one is they say, okay, this is when you start to make intention. Like you start to have good intention. You say, inshallah, from tomorrow, I'm going to wake up for future. Inshallah, starting from tomorrow, I'm going to start in exercising. Inshallah, starting from tomorrow, you know, tomorrow or today, I'm going to start and reading Quran or learning Dua or you know you start making good intentions or I'm going to plan to inshallah and quit smoking this is what the third level is third level of self-talk or inner inner self-talk is like when you are starting to form or formulate good intentions so it's like January like it's a good example people say inshallah I'm going to do this going to lose weight start exercising eat healthy you make good intention and then the fourth one they say is when you've become consistent when you've started to develop good habit when you become consistent, that's when you feel confidence, you feel good because you're making progress, which has a positive spiral upwards, right? And then the fifth in self in the talk, is, they say it's like when you have ambition, like you actually have, because you've developed a good level of self-confidence. And they say the word confidence, inshallah, the other thing I wanted to say as well is today I'm just going over this stuff, but inshallah we will we will do an episode on authentic, authentic happiness, fee hacking and the psychology of confidence the psychology of hope psychology of love psychology of and you know courage we'll all go into this kind of we'll be doing episodes on that but i'm just going over it today okay but confidence just to like even i will we'll even talk about the psychology of motivation because remember i said motivation comes from the word motifest which means in to move so but that's why I like other words motorbike and um, momentum movement but when it comes to the human heart, it's motivation, motive, and your intention. So we'll talk about the psychology of motivation as well. But just going over it. And anyway, the word confidence com- means, con means intense, and con fendere. means trust. So whenever you have confidence in yourself, or if you have confidence in Allah, or you have confidence in something, it means you have intense trust. So the fifth level, obviously the fourth level of self in the talk is self is like confidence. It's when you've developed good level of you know self esteem, confidence, and and that kind of a good self image or whatever. But and the fifth the fifth level of self in the talk is like when you have ambition. You like you want to go to Jannah. Maybe you want to become a Quran Hafid. Maybe you want to get married. You want to start a business. This is like your inner self talk and the center of your heart. It's like, so whenever you go to sleep, whenever the first thing when you wake up, you're probably thinking about that. Your last thing when you go to bed, you're thinking about that. So that means you have ambition. Obviously, if you don't, then obviously even with like, you know, then it, so it's kind of like I said, if you spiral upwards, if you do good habits, you spiral upwards. If you do bad habits, you spiral downwards. And that's the five in inner self-talk. Because the human heart is the center of our experience. And that's why the Prophet says, Ya muqalib al-quloo, thabit qalbi ala deenim. Allahumma ni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni wa ibadatika. Oh Allah, help me to remember you. Help me to worship you and help me to thank you. Look, 
thankful is grateful it means you're grateful for what you got right that's when that creates happiness as well and we'll talk about the psychology of um, gratitude inshallah in future episodes and and there's a beautiful quote and this is why it's important to create good and uh, habits of mind because remember good habits of thought good habits of mind thinking habits and feelings they that's why i like associating with good people doing the dua doing the dhikr reading quran having a relationship with allah having a relationship with the people like positive relationship with the people around you associating with positive people you know all these things they they you're in the experience because like i said thoughts fill our minds from our waking all our waking hours from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed thoughts fill our hearts mind and soul so we need to make sure that we have good habits of mind and like i said if you can change your mind you can change your life but it takes great effort to do that and there's a beautiful quote by a muslim sister named sakina and she wrote a book by the way she wrote a book called and the pathway to self-fulfillment so if you can get that book the pathway to self-fulfillment so this is a beautiful quote by her quote she said the mind is powerful controlling much of our soul our thinking and even our physical well-being it can bring us happiness or sadness satisfaction or depression calmness or anxiety so we must use it to ensure that we enjoy life and live it to its fullest we must utilize our talent and appreciate our imperfections and accept ourselves and appreciate what allah has given us and then she goes on to say allah is the source of all strength and of satisfaction and tranquility in our souls is the one in whom we must put our trust and hopes so we have to put trust and hope as our sisters recommended there because it's the center of our experience and it's the engine of the rest of our body it's the number one primary driver of our behavior and it's the seat of understanding and that's why they say questions are like a place have a like a place in our heart mind and soul because questions is just like and who are you where did you come from and what are you do why why are you here or as the saying says what on earth are you doing here <laughs> or why are you here where did you come from where are you going all these are questions because the human mind we have a tendency or a habit of mind wandering so these questions if the person hasn't answered it that's the kinds of things that lead to confusion you know because they evoke uncertainty and the people look for like you know bad habits self-defeating behaviors which give them that quick immediate pleasure to help them escape from you know the real issues or problems of what the problem that's why sometimes you have to ask yourself why you do what you do you keep asking yourself that question you notice that most of the times you realize that you do your bad habits because try underneath it you have sometimes you deal with symptoms for example like um let's say you're always running late for work you might berate yourself and beat yourself for being a lazy person who's always running late then you ask yourself why am i late then you realize you're always staying up late on your on facebook then you ask why are you um staying up late on facebook then you realize you're not happy and satisfied with the job but before you thought the problem was running late was because you were lazy then you thought it's because um you were sleeping late and always on social media but then when you got to the root you realize you're not happy and satisfied in this job now if you solve that if you solve the real issue these other two problems wouldn't even exist so that's the same sometimes that's why you see billionaires and celebrities and they might have all the wealth but they're not happy because they don't know 
Most of them don't know what the purpose of life is. What was the point of life? What's the, what's the purpose or the meaning of life? These are questions. So questions are like a place in our heart because it's the seat of understanding. That's why Allah says like the people who try and crest or who don't disbelieve in me always, if you look at Allah says he still, he seals their heart so that they don't understand and they become blind. And there's the first way Allah says, they have hearts that are like deaf, dumb and blind. And that can happen to us as well when we have bad habits, self-defeating behaviors or negative, addictive behaviors or lifestyle choices because it erodes our iman. And the other thing I wanted to say was, like Allah says, you know, in talking about happiness and we will talk about the psychology of happiness and well-being in future episodes. But that's why I've mentioned this to you before as well. Allah says, Abshachim. Truly do hearts find rest in the remembrance of Allah. Now, of course, somebody might say, yeah, but how come some young kid was asked this? Why is see that there are some non-Muslim people who are happy? The reason that is because sometimes you'll see people who, if you look at those kinds of people, you'll see they have a, they're grateful. They have a, a habit of being grateful for being alive and grateful for, you know, what they got. Now, they might not directly um, thank Allah for that, but they will see they might say they thank the universe. It's the same as some people say, if you want to ask something, ask the universe. So you say, oh, universe, give me this. Why ask the universe? Why not just directly ask the one who created the universe, right? Because obviously, like I said, if the person hasn't discovered um, what his purpose and the meaning of life is, he's going to be asking whoever. It might be the universe. It might be somebody else. But that's what I'm saying. So we will get to the, and inshallah, we will get to, you know, all the psychology of the particular emotional habits. And the other thing I really wanted to share with you is that sometimes we have limiting beliefs or habits which are deeply embedded into our hearts. And because sometimes, in, it's like I said, it could be shaitan, it could be our nafs, that part of our soul that's lazy, it could be many reasons why we have self-limiting beliefs and habits of heart that we need to make sure we need to double check for example my own wife before and she did she used to have a fear of driving and then she didn't believe she could learn to drive obviously with encouragement and support she alhamdulillah she did it i know another brother mashallah who told me he quit smoking but before he didn't think he could do that so sometimes we tell ourselves like oh this is hard this is difficult i mentioned that in the last episode like we have to make sure that we pay attention to our words because those words become the sign of our hearts and they become our self-limiting beliefs and you know the people around you you've got to make sure because you've got belief behavior and result so sometimes the people around us they always say oh this is hard this is difficult and we absorb that so we have to make sure we pay attention to that as well so inshallah i'm going to leave you with three things and like i said this is just awareness at this moment we will be going deeper into each the psychology of each emotional habits so inshallah i'll be leaving you with three and uh, habits or strategies or tactics to implement and uh, as usual inshallah so the first one of course is dua we need to get into the habit of making dua and particularly learning those dua that prophet sallallahu so the prophets used to say for example like i just said mentioned before the prophet sallallahu used to say ya muqallib al Allah, the change of heart keep my heart steadfast and content in your in your religion because like i said our hearts always constantly changing and you know the story somebody could be good all their life and in the last minute they can change for the eat for the worse or also there's a hadith of the Prophet where he says if um, somebody can wake up as a Muslim in the morning 
and be disbeliever by the night. So that's what I'm saying. We have to because you know the glitter and the glamour of this life of this world is temptation. Like I said, is powerful. Is that the craving soul? We've got that craving soul which always wants man or something easy and pleasurable, right? So we need to learn that. So we need to be aware of that and also become aware of the the emotional triggers that triggers you, particularly the people, the places, the feelings, the thoughts. I've already mentioned that to you, but just reminding you here. And then I did another dua is in the Prophet, the Prophet Musa alayhi salam was asking for confidence. He said, It's Musa dua if you Google it, you'll be able to find it. Another dua is, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minal hammi wal hasan wal achis wal kasal wal bukhli wal jub. And that's the Prophet sallallahu alayhi salam asking for, you know, from laziness, cowardness, miseryness. And in being overpowered by men and debt. Allahumma inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni wa ibadatika. Oh Allahumma to remember you, oh me to worship you, oh me to thank you. All those and many other duas for distress. La ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kuntum min al-talimeen. That dua will relieve you of distress and grief and any intense negative emotion. In the Prophet Yonis alayhi salam. The second thing I highly recommend is to get into the habit of increasing your threshold for pain and discomfort. The reason why we don't deal with emotion is because negative emotions are painful. So we try to shoo away or try to skirt around it or like I said we try to play hide and seek. But it always surfaces back when you don't least expect it. So we need to learn to increase our threshold for pain and we can do this by exercise, cold shower, and fasting, you know, night prayer, whatever that's easy for you to do regularly, increase it. And the third thing I highly recommend is intake baby steps and take baby steps out of your comfort zone on a regular basis to expand your psychological perspective. In other words, try to do something that scares you, but take your baby steps towards it. And inshallah, that's it for today's episode. And I ask Allah to give us all ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار Allah give us good in this life and the hereafter and safeguard us from the punishment and the hellfire and I wish you success in this life and the hereafter Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh